Hi, welcome to our podcast. Um, I'm Mary Abazia, and of course, I have Tom Spitali and Sean Wellam, and we're all from Impact Planning Group, and uh, we we actually are under the guise of the Accidental Marketer. We have some books, some more books coming out, but um, we are curious about how AI can enhance your value proposition. And we are going to take a deeper dive into three different industries because, you know, those seem to be um, different enough. And and a lot of our clients are in these areas. So, you know, financial services, Tom's going to look at medical devices, Sean's going to look at, and I'm going to look at oil and gas and chemicals. So anyway, um, Tom, why don't you kick us off with um, your thoughts? Yeah, and we have not shared with each other our deeper thoughts on these industries. So I can't wait to hear what everybody's thinking about. But I think the 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 impetus for this this um this particular topic is uh, AI is all over the place. But mostly what we've heard people talking about um with artificial intelligence is things that make one's own job, especially the job of a marketer, more efficient and easier to do. We've talked in the past on these podcasts how you know the 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 tasks of writing content or even looking for ideas like segmentation ideas in our own customer base are great. But, you know, we think that where a lot more thought is needed uh, for you, our audience, our clients is how can you use artificial intelligence to create value for your clients? As Mary said, we've each taken a a different one. Um, Financial services is mine. So I'll start there. As I started thinking about what artificial intelligence can do for the clients of a financial services firm. And let me set the stage a little bit. Somebody, let's let's say your company makes financial services products. You make annuities or life insurance policies or investment vehicles that are either sold directly to uh, an end user or to an institution. Or in many of the cases that we work in, They are sold through an independent financial planning channel or your own sales force to end users. So how can artificial intelligence help a financial services manufacturer sell better um, and be more valuable to independent financial planners, their own sales force, and ultimately to end users? I came to the conclusion that the, um, the personalization aspects of artificial intelligence and the ability for artificial intelligence tools to analyze free text are the two things that could really make a financial services manufacturer more valuable to its channel and to end users. Here's what I mean by that. What everybody realizes in any kind of relationship that they have in terms of getting personalized service from somebody is You want somebody to understand who you are, what your specific and unique needs are, but also how you compare to others like you and what others like you have done to be successful. And I think in the world of financial services, artificial intelligence can help better than ever a planner or uh, somebody figuring out their own financial, personalized financial plan figure out exactly what they should be doing with their money, what kind of investments, even what kind of companies that they should be investing in to reach their own personalized financial goals. Artificial intelligence can do that better than 
any of the data mining tools that we've had in the past. And here's the reason why. An aspect I think that is new of artificial intelligence is this idea of being able to take free text, free speech, and analyze patterns. In the past, to be able to make data-based sort of recommendations, we had to have data, structured data. We had to ask very specific questions. We had to store that data. We had to store the result of those recommendations and what happened when we made recommendations as a financial planner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It required a lot of forethought, a lot of work, a lot of data mining. What artificial intelligence can do, you take some, some kind of a, um, a, a artificial intelligence service like Fireflies that we've discovered lately that can listen to conversations, turn that into text and analyze that text for patterns. Why couldn't a financial planner be using something like Fireflies to record every single conversation that they're having with an end user and find the patterns and the, and the specific needs for that particular end user and immediately get recommendations for what is the perfect financial vehicle investment strategy, individual investments for that individual. If I were a financial services manufacturer, I would be trying to make that happen for my channel and for the end users of my products in a way that fully leveraged um, artificial intelligence in such a way that you know, personalized recommendations can go to a whole new level with a whole new level of feasibility than ever before. So that's my vision of what could happen in financial services. Questions, right. comments, what do you guys think? I think Sean, what do you what do you think? Well, on, on, on Tom's comment, first of all, I, I think the uh, there's a lot of universality around that. So things like Firefly, where you can listen, uh, interpret, and develop conversations, spoken word, and so forth, is applicable to a lot of industries. I think more applicable in Tom's sense to, to financial services. It's something where the, the, the base products are very straightforward and simple, but the motivations behind their purchase are where the complexity comes in. Why does somebody want to choose this product over another? What's your risk appetite? What's your aspiration and so forth? Those things can be gleaned out using AI as a way of, of, of picking those key phrases that, that come up in conversation that can help you target smart things. It's a really interesting use of the technology because of that very specific thing of financial services where the motivation is the the key to selling financial services, not the products, which let's be honest, they're all much of a muchness, right? And there's, there's always a competing product, but understanding the buyer's motivation, I think that's a really smart idea as to how it could work. So you, what's what? let's go to your uh, industry, Sean. Well, I looked at the, 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 the medical devices, generally uh, equipment, and I looked at it in two ways. One was... In targeting, right, the, the market for these devices is fairly limited. It, it, it's hospitals, it's physicians, it's clinics, and so forth. So it's not as universal as, as financial services where everybody could be a customer. And part of the challenge for marketers in these areas is, is targeting, getting the right message to the right people. 
And if you have the capability with AI to analyze past sales, which products have gone where and which have been well-received, which have been reordered and so forth, who are your best customers? And using that to disassemble the customers into their constituent parts and then use that as targeting – it's not a new method. There's always been ways of us looking at the demographics or firmographics or whatever you want to call them of saying, how do we find the best customer for us? I'm not talking of segmentation and needs base. I'm talking good old fashioned, um, which prospect is is the best. You know, we, we always say that you get a target and then you segment that target to see how can good customers be different. I think AI could really help with the um the, the learning of what's happened in the past and applying it to the future. Where have we been successful? Looking for those um, clues as to it's this kind of facility in this kind of area with this kind of demographic population, with this prevalence of condition or so on and so forth, give you a much smarter targeting before you then get into the strategic stuff of like, how do we segment within this target group of say it's, it's you know, suburban hospitals or whatever it happens to be. It's a great way to start the ball rolling. And the second thing, and arguably the most important in the medical device world is a lot of medical devices collect data that they, they are either, they are diagnostic or they're monitoring or they're providing patient feedback or feedback to the physician or to the clinician. AI gives a lot more scope to, to make the device smarter and present, for example, in diagnostics, the best candidate for human intervention. So you can develop your products with AI embedded in to be better at understanding, of learning, and then passing out that this is something you really should look at. This is something that maybe you should get around to, and these are pretty much fine. You can take a whole raft of of the human analysis out of a lot of medical diagnostic devices. And even if it's a monitoring device, you can then learn that, that rather than just reporting adverse events, you can maybe spot patterns that are leading to an adverse event, leading to a, a hypoglycemic uh, episode or leading to a um, uh, a heart issue or something like that. And the smarter you make the devices and the more connected they are and the more learning they are, then you've got a better product and a better value proposition. So I see it in those two areas, smarter targeting, but also smarter devices. And the AI on board the device is probably key. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I thought it was pretty clever of you to slip in the word scope you know, in, in a very different, you know, because you're talking about medical devices, which there's a lot of scopes, but you were talking mm. about the scope of AI too. <laughs> very, I caught that one, Sean. I'm like, yeah, I like a bit of wordplay, even if it's unintentional. Yeah, I, I caught that one, actually. And what I like about what you said um, and what how I see it relating to oil and gas is they've been using, uh, oil and gas, especially industries, have been using a lot of artificial intelligence to help them with their devices already. You know, they're building AI onto it. They're using it when they go down hole for better prediction of, you know, how how productive that that well is going to be, um, you know, what, what the integrity of that hole is. So it's very interesting that they've been using it and Google actually has been and other companies have been a part of that for a while already. 
how it relates to marketing, I thought one of the big things that's unique to um, these industries is the environmental and safety compliance. You know, it's it's a hotbed of issues. And so what AI can often do is if you're using it in the right way, especially as it gets smarter and smarter, it can monitor and then um, making sure that the companies are staying in compliance or you're helping your clients stay in compliance because you have the latest information about it. And then you can talk about the, you know, how your devices and your services are actually meeting these newest regulations and keeping them out of any kind of uh, legal trouble. Uh, and you can build it in your marketing materials and, and really build a lot more trust with your, your customers doing that. So that's, that was kind of my big take, but I do really love customer segmentation in this. It's more targeted than um, financial services, as Tom was saying. So well, I think um, it's, um, I think it's it's really critical. We all mentioned some aspect of segmentation targeting, or at least we talked about certain segments that care about things like safety and compliance and things like that. And it's it's very, very clear that if you're a company and you're trying to figure out how artificial intelligence can improve your value proposition, you should be thinking about segments. You should be, I mean, it can help artificial intelligence, as you said, Sean, can help you find your segments. But once you've found your segments, it's really more important than ever to, to wish, you know, there's a, you know, uh, to, to think about what are the wishes of your, of your target segment? What do they wish that they could do? And it's really interesting that artificial intelligence allows companies to dream bigger about what they can do because it is just so powerful. It's like having this uh, ability to do anything you want, get any piece of knowledge or information that you that you want. So it's really important for companies to think really big. And, and, and I think segmentation can be the start of that. You think about somebody in a particular situation, what they're trying to accomplish, and kind of just taking it even further afield, maybe even farther than you thought your value proposition could reach into uh, what they want to get done and ask yourself, can artificial intelligence help us do that for them? Um, I think it turns it on its head, Tom, because if you think about how we've historically done segmentation, we, we think of our customers, maybe we take some some direct readings from customers or some some research, but generally speaking, we say what needs are being satisfied, what are they looking for, and how do they differ from other people who would buy the same product but for a different reason? That's sort of the essence of needs-based segmentation. We might find a segment that is, say, um, risk adverse or steady as, as they go. People that want some reliability, don't want to take a lot of chances and so on and so forth. That could describe a segment. Well, one of the challenges has always been, we've now got that segment. How do we reach them? And we've had ideas like the golden question, you know, to answer this question and the way they answer it will give you a clue as to where they are. And that's that's a pretty good heuristic. You can get through a lot of details by answering a few simple questions. But what artificial intelligence has the potential to do is to say, once you've identified these people that we know fit this profile, what else is it about them that might give a clue as to why they're that person? And artificial intelligence could say it would give you a sort of weighting that if they have 
and I'm talking about consumers, if they have um, you know 10 years plus left on their mortgage and kids in school or one kid in college and blah, 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 they're more likely to be this. The reason that's important is if the AI can make some strong correlations between hard facts, what, what, what we 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 don't always like in segmentation. We talk talk of it as classification, but maybe you can start to spot the right mix of classifiers that have a strong probability to lead you to a needs-based segment, if you follow me. Then they're much more reachable because you then can target people with 10 years plus on their mortgage, kids of school age or college age or whatever it happens to be. And I think that's another thing that AI can do. It, it almost flips it over. We can conceptualize the needs-based segment, but AI can really help you identify at least to a high enough probability that it's worth reaching out to these people, the the sorts of targets you're looking for. So it can really enhance segmentation. Yeah. I think the trick to that will be what they call a prompt engineer or the way that you structure those prompts. So there's always going to be great marketing jobs. And I think a new one, which I wish I could go back and, and go to school for now with AI is, you know, how do you write really good prompts that allow you to do exactly what Sean's saying? You know? I also want to add to that, that, uh, and I'll go back to a point I made earlier. I'm becoming more and more excited about the potential of these free speech, um, natural language um, analyzing capabilities of artificial intelligence, because artificial intelligence can do anything that is memorialized in some way. It can, it can scan the internet, scan your databases. And so I think what companies want to do is they want to start creating a way to memorialize more and more of their interactions with clients, um, because free speech now can be analyzed. So why wouldn't you as a company make sure that you were looking at fireflies or, I mean, we're not being paid by fireflies, but fireflies are a related AI capability and just start making any interaction that you have that you could possibly have with your clients be memorialized by fireflies. It's, it's a benefit to the end user, right? Because you could just say, or to your client, you can just say, look, I'm going to turn this thing on. And when we're done, we're going to have a record of our conversation and commitments that we make to each other. This is just a way for us to, to better organize our follow-up. And most clients will say, hey, yeah, let's go do that. You know, just don't share it with my competitors, whatever. But it yeah. has, that has the added benefit <laughs> of now being able to be that conversation and all like conversations can now be analyzed with AI to find these cues, these um, these things that are maybe a little have been in the past a little bit difficult to find to to figure out you know what segment or what micro segment or what one to one segment somebody's in and what might be some opportunities that would have remained hidden without this capability. You know, I, I worked with a company once did a, um, a really clever use of, of AI. A lot of sales calls are recorded now because their initial sales calls are on Zoom or Teams. Yes taking advantage of that, they got the transcripts of those. And this company that uses AI would analyze the, 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 the dialogue and highlight buying signals that were missed or based on its training set. When someone says this, this follow-up drives a much better result. So it's almost like having a 100% always on sales coach that's over your shoulder 
that when you finish the call, it can come back and say and do like a quick um, recap and say these these are some buying signals you might have missed or this is where you went off the wrong track or you didn't answer the question. And it gives you that instant feedback. And the more it learns about a particular industry and a particular group of salespeople, because that's the thing about AI, it, it evolves, it learns. So I thought that was a really fascinating use of 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 sales coaching, something you wouldn't necessarily think of and something that wouldn't have been possible if we weren't recording sales calls more because of, of, of zoom and Teams. So, um, it's another example, I suppose. We have to go. Um, so thank you for joining us. We actually, uh, hope that there are several things that you might take from, from this. And as you can see, we're passionate about it. So we'll probably have more to say about artificial intelligence in your industry soon. So thank you. Thank you.